Hi everyone, welcome back to the channel. This week I'm going to be talking to you from one of the most famous Psalms, Psalm 91, the Psalm of 9-11. Stay tuned. Hi again everyone, welcome back. Today we're talking about Psalm 91. This Psalm gained its notoriety when 9-11 happened in the United States because some of the passengers on the planes reported to their loved ones that they had said the 91st Psalm right before their planes crashed. And so this Psalm got very, very famous because of that. Of course it was already famous with Christians and Jesus followers, but it gained notoriety there. This is a very power-packed psalm, and I'm gonna save my last bit of revelation to the very end, my most poignant bit of revelation to the very end, so please be sure to watch the entire video. Also, at the very end of the video, I'm gonna put another video that I think would be very helpful if you're interested in studying the psalms. Don't forget to like and subscribe if you get anything out of this YouTube channel, I really, really need that and I appreciate it when you do that. Okay, so we're gonna jump right in to Psalm 91. I'm not gonna pick apart every part of Psalm 91, I'm just gonna bring out the highlights because this is a power-packed psalm. But the revelation I wanna share with you will change your life today if you apply it, okay? So the first thing I want to point out is that he says that we have to say of the Lord, verse two, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I will trust. When you say of the Lord that he is your refuge and your fortress, verse three promises that he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and the perilous pestilence. Perilous pestilence refers to a pandemic. That's what that means. When you say of the Lord, he is my fortress, he is my refuge, then he will deliver you from that. When you are trusting the Lord to deliver you, he will deliver you. When you're not trusting in a vaccine or a mask or your government or quarantine to deliver you from a pandemic, but you're trusting in the Lord Most High with all of your heart, you will not be put to shame. You will be protected from the perilous pestilence. He covers you with his feathers and under his wings you take refuge. His truth is your shield and your buckler. You know, it says in Ephesians that we lift up our shield of faith against all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Our shield of faith is the word of God. We have faith in the word of God and we lift it up. We say no, just like Jesus did when he was tempted in the wilderness. We bring the word back to the enemy when he comes at us with a threat and that is our shield and buckler it is only the word of god that protects you that's why jesus used it when he was in the temptation he used the word of god this is the only thing real this is the only thing is the word of god because this is the only thing with ultimate authority on the earth not this bible the word you understand so it says here that you will not be afraid of the pestilence that walks in the darkness. Like I said, pestilence is a pandemic. It says, a thousand may fall at your side or 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Meaning that everybody you know might get sick, everybody you know might die, on both sides of your family, everybody you've ever heard of, but it's not gonna come near you. You have to stand on these verses, you have to take God at his word, and you have to hold him to it. And most of all, you have to remind the devil of God's word when he comes at you with threats. As I spoke about last week, in the valley of the shadow of death, you will fear no evil. The way that you keep your soul from fearing evil is by rebutting the devil's threats with the word of God. Then it says, no evil shall, be I'm, I'm coming down to verse 10, no evil shall befall you, nor any plague come near your dwelling. 
this phraseology of any plague coming near your dwelling refers to anything having intercourse with your body. In other words, a plague cannot come inside your body. That's what it means. It doesn't mean it, it cannot come near your house, like nobody in your house can get sick. It means that nothing shall come in your body. And people don't know that. They're ignorant of him. God says in Hosea 4, 6 that his people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Well, don't let that be you. Don't be ignorant of his word. Understand that no plague can come near your dwelling. In other words, no plague can have intercourse with your body. Claim that and stand on it because God is the one who wrote this, not us. It says... He shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways and in their hands they shall bear you up lest you dash your foot against a stone. I claim this over my kids all the time. I tell the Lord thank you every single day for giving his angels charge over us to bear us up so that we don't dash our feet against a stone. I think it's great to tell him thank you every day. Now I wouldn't pray over pray it over my kids every day because that's vain repetition but I do remember to thank him when I think about it that he has already protected my children my husband my parents and me and so then go moving on it says you shall trample underfoot the lion and the serpent meaning anything that threatens you anything that comes against you anything that would deceive you you're gonna trample it underfoot notice that it's you trampling it underfoot not God doing it for you that's really important because in the New Testament people have gotten confused and they think that God is doing it but it's actually you doing it God doing it through you but you have to actually do it because remember faith without works is dead and I'm gonna wrap it up here it says this is my last 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 revelation for this it says that God will be with you in trouble and he will honor you. God will honor you. But this is the most important revelation. With long life, he will satisfy us. With long life, he will satisfy us. People think that it's okay to die short of 120 years because everybody else does. They're not claiming the promises of God. And I encourage you to claim this. This is the biggest revelation in Psalm 91, that God wants to satisfy you with long life. Some people, their life is 60 years and they're satisfied and they make the choice to go. As Paul said, I can't tell what I will do, whether I'll go to be with Christ or I'll stay with you. It was his decision, not God's. It is your decision how long you live, not God's. God will direct you. He will lead you in paths of righteousness. He will maintain your cause. His rod and his staff will guide you and protect you and comfort you. But it's ultimately your decision. Do you want to be satisfied with long life? If you do, I encourage you to stand on the promises of God and claim what is right here in Psalm 91. Because remember, the promises of God are all yes and amen. That means God says yes and he agrees to it in Christ Jesus because of what Jesus did. You can have the promises as God promised them. All right, guys, we'll see you next week. Remember that I love you and that Jesus loves you.